And we welcome you into First Energy Stadium for the first time in 2020 on the 30th of August. I'm Jason Gibbs alongside Andrew Gribble. This is the best podcast available just off the practice field. Your 2020 Cleveland Browns as they worked out here at First Energy Stadium today and uh, some plans, I believe, to work out later in the week as well here. Gribbs, uh, a good day of work for the Cleveland Browns as they start that third stretch, I guess, of practices. Although, is this the last day? How, how do you want to break this up? Is this the last day of the second stretch or the beginning of that third and final stretch? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, really off I'm not really sure. I, I, I see it as there's one more final stretch of practices coming up before you have to make roster decisions and before you have to get into game week. So I'd, I'd say you've got one more final stretch coming starting Tuesday. Gotcha. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Tuesday through Friday and then yes. cut down day next Saturday. All right. So the brown and orange sporting the new unis out on Look the good. Look, looking really good. You can see the numbers clearly. You actually can tell a difference between numbers. What a novel concept. Not too shabby. <laughs> to say the least. Uh, in terms of Browns not participating today as they practiced here at First Energy Stadium, Miles Garrett out just precautionary, a little wrist uh, injury, as Kevin Stefanski said in his post-practice comments. No greedy Williams for the fifth consecutive day with that shoulder. Tackle Chris Hubbard with an ankle. B.J. Goodson out for personal reasons. M.J. Stewart with a hammy. And, of course, the other guys as well that uh, are dinged up that we all know are dinged up. So, uh, no Greedy Williams for the fifth consecutive day. A little, getting a little concerned about that, Gribbs, two weeks out from uh, the opener. Yeah, it's not ideal, but we got to go with what the, what the coach says and that he's truly day-to-day. And I, so, w- you wonder what, what, what it's going to look like if, if he's not available for, for the Ravens game, but that still is two weeks away. So, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking he'll be back. But, you know, I, I liked what I saw today from uh, – you had Denzel out there. You also had – I saw we saw Tavier Thomas out in, in the slot as well. Terrence Mitchell uh, was with the starting group. And then I liked what I saw from the, those second defensive backs. I even texted you. I said, Donovan Alumba is, is playing some good football out there. And I, I think he, he, he broke up a pass that was throwing Jarvis's way and then really didn't let anyone, anyone else get open uh, on his side of the field. So I, he, he's, a, he's an interesting player that uh, has really impressed uh, amid all these injuries here. I would agree. Uh, the cream rise into the top. That is for sure. It, uh, it, it will be interesting to see how he continues or if he can continue that ascent. Uh, BJ Goodson out for personal reasons today. Uh, he was out yesterday, out again today. The only concern I have with BJ Goodson being out is as long as he's getting tested every day still, we're good. But if he stops getting tested, then it's back to that, 72 hour type deal and you could you could be waiting a little bit to get bj goodson back out on the practice field yeah just we, we don't have any idea what's what's going on there but it was it was interesting to see today a, a big mix of rot- rotation going on at the linebackers saw jacob phillips out there a lot saw tay davis out there uh, a lot malcolm smith getting getting a lot of run as well so that linebacker room very much in flux and and really uh, your one position group that really has a lot of questions still with two weeks to go before we got started today, uh, the team gathering on the field, Coach Stefanski welcoming uh, uh, just with a statement and then throwing it to his players. 
to talk about racial injustice and the Browns and the players coalition that they have formed within their organization and kind of the plan for what they want to do to help uh, racial injustice and, and solve that problem and really make a difference in the Cleveland community. Baker Mayfield talked first, Larry Ogunjobi talked second, Jarvis Landry talked third, poignant comments, strong statements from this football team and something we really haven't seen from any other team. You know, we've seen statements put out by teams, but to have the, uh, the dialogue that we saw today at the stadium prior to practice, a pretty powerful moment here for this Cleveland Browns football team. Yeah, it was definitely unique because they were given a statement as if the stadium was full and, and, it, and it wasn't. I mean, it was, an, it was kind of an empty arena, but uh, it symbolized them kind of getting into the social justice arena. And it was a, it's a very organized plan. I mean, it's a four-part plan that they're adjusting with a focus on education, police reform and accountability, economic advancement and community support, and then nonpartisan voter registration, education, and turnout. So they've identified the areas that they want to hit hard. I think this ties into it's kind of the, the work that the three sports teams in town with the Indians and Cavs are, are also focusing their efforts on and kind of using their platform uh, to the best of ability. And it was it's impressive the quick turnaround that this has had over the last few days and uh, powerful to see both Baker, Larry, and Jarvis out there are talking. And it was just kind of a good team moment. It was a fantastic moment. And again, this this team – from the players all the way up to ownership committed to making a change and making a difference in their community. And uh, it will be exciting to see as some of these plans get laid out here in the coming days and weeks ahead uh, and things beginning in earnest and really kicking off today with the statement from the players prior to practice. So props to them, props to Kevin Stefanski and his staff our front office led by Andrew Barry, and of course our ownership led by Jimmy and D. Haslam. On the football field, well, we got down to work and we got down to work pretty quick. A lot of work today uh, for this football team. It started off with a little red zone action um, and OBJ and Baker. Baker tried to get that ball to Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Hooper with a big catch from Baker in the back of the end zone for a touchdown. Uh, but uh, Baker had plenty of weapons today at his disposal and made big use of them. Yeah, full, the full arsenal was out there. You even had David Njoku back. You had Jarvis on uh, an on day for Jarvis. So it, it, it looks good when you see it. And I think that you saw the mixing and matching of, of Chubb and Kareem Hunt, uh, just a lot of options at his disposal, and then kind of a rotating cast of, of characters as that third wide receiver whenever you needed it. And uh, some players made some plays in those spots. And I, I thought – I did think the red zone period was the best moments for, for that first first team offense. They, they looked efficient. Uh, they got done what they needed to get done, and that was, it was good to see. Uh, it was a little bit more, I would say, methodical in the, in the team sessions for that first group, group offense. Not a ton of big plays, uh, but they moved the chains and, and got, got some points on the board, which is what you want to see. Well, and again, tight ends are going to be a big, big part of this offense. And Hooper got a lot of time, but then, you know, held, out, held back a little bit in that 11-on-11 at the very end just because he'd gotten nicked up late in the week practice-wise, just making sure that he's okay to go two weeks from now, keeping him out of uh, the heavy contact. But then you saw Steven Carlson. You saw Farrell Brown. David Njoku. Folks, David Njoku's doing just fine. Uh, a lot was made of him going in yesterday and getting some work done. Um, 
you know, and I think that there's a plan in place for him like there is with Jarvis Landry. And some days he's going to practice, some days he's not going to practice. And I think yesterday he was in working with the trainers and doing some other things. And today came out and really made a big case for uh, becoming a big part of this offense. And for those people that may have written him off, I'm pretty sure that you don't need to be writing him off. Big day for David Njoku. Yeah, he, he was very good. And then like, like uh, Stefanski said after the, the scrimmage, it got lost in the defense there. It was kind of like a flick of the wrist from Case Keenum uh, to get it out there. And, and it, was, it was good to see. And then it, it was debatable on whether he was going to get in the end zone or not. I mean, it's, it's all about how you define whether his stiff arm was going to work or not. And, and it could have been a touchdown. But it, yeah, by far the biggest play of the, of the day. And it, it almost looked a little too easy because was, it was a wide open kind of pitch and catch type of thing. Yeah, against that first-team defense. And uh, the first-team defense got rattled a little bit by Case Keenum and company on the second team in 11-on-11 on the very end. We'll get to that here in just a second. But right after the red zone, a lot of special teams work. Jamie Gillen in midseason form. I mean, kicks inside the 10, inside the 5. Pinpoint placement and accuracy. Doing an outstanding job. Uh, Natson. Donovan Peoples-Jones, who you'll hear from in just a few moments, uh, returning some punts and uh, a, a lot of special teams work today, but some good moments. However, the dog pound side and the end zone side of things, not too great for Austin Seibert. A couple misses. He did have a lot of positives, but the two misses clanking off one of the left upright and then the right upright, not exactly what you want to see today. Yeah, I think the what I had written down was he made all his field goals in the field goal period. And then he, when they were doing the kind of frantic run from the sideline, get on the field, get set up in five seconds, those were when he hit the uprights. So they were working on a lot of situations and a lot of weird situations. I don't know if you were paying attention that they were they practiced the punt where the punter, your punter runs out of the end zone for an intentional safety. They practiced that. Then they practiced the ensuing kickoff where Jamie Gillen handles the kickoff. They even practiced, I believe, the last game, the last play, remember the Miami Miracle type play. They were working on those kind of goofy situations, and they even practiced the, the, victory, the, the victory formation. So it was a lot, of, a lot of situations that you have to get in at some point in training camp to check the box, and they checked a lot of boxes today. And you might as well do it here at the stadium right. with the elements, with the wind, although it is an absolute perfect day here at First Energy Stadium. It will be much different about four months from now, but a lot of good special teams work. Um, you know, we, we talked about Kaderil Hodge being the third wide receiver for a good chunk of the week, and then he was gone for a little bit. Uh, was still that third wide receiver, but a lot of wide receivers making some plays today. Uh, including, you know, we talk about David Njoku coming back with a bang. Damian Ratley, folks, quite alive and well with how he played today. Yeah, I thought he had one of the biggest days out of anyone out there because he caught a touchdown uh, with the second offense, and then he had a big play in the passing game for the uh, first-team offense uh, that set up their touchdown. So I think that that was good to see out of him. And, he, he again, when he caught those passes, it reminds you, you know, when, you, when you're injured for a couple weeks, you kind of forget about the guy, but then he gets back out there and you're like, you watch him, you're like, yeah, this is an NFL receiver. I mean, this guy can play. Uh, it's just a matter of where he fits into everything. I mean, th this is, again, I, I truly don't know what direction the wide receiver is going to go well, with, with who ends up on this team, what, where they rank uh, in terms of getting snaps. It's going to be difficult. And I, mean, I think, you know, we've talked about these guys being involved in special teams. 
I even saw Rashard Higgins out there on special teams today. I mean, they're trying to get these guys involved any way, shape, or form. And it'll be interesting to see how this group ultimately breaks down next Saturday. Well, and it goes back to something that you've said now for a couple of weeks. Your ability to do multiple things as a wide receiver will put you to the front of this class and the front of this competition. Yeah, and there, there's a lot of guys doing everything. I mean, you've seen the, the different things they've had JoJo Natson even do on offense beyond the, the punt returning and the kick returning. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been returning punts and kicks. And we all know Kaderil Hodge is one of the best gunners that this team has had. So there's just – it really is a tough decision that's going to have to be made. And I, I truly don't have much of a guess beyond Baker and Jarvis Landry. I mean, it's just – it's truly as wide open as, as it gets. Yep, exactly. Now – I mentioned Steven Carlson, Farrell Brown got a lot of reps today. I, I don't know. Did Harrison Bryant make a play today? May have a catch? I don't, I don't know if he made he, – he caught a pass and got belted on one play. Uh, yes. I saw that. And, uh, but not as active today, but he did. He was out there a lot with the first offense and saw him with the, with the second offense as well. So he definitely definitely heavily involved, just not, not a lot of balls came his way. Yeah, Carlson made some plays today. Farrell Brown with a nice catch. Uh, on a first down play uh, that your backup guards uh, appear to be Willie Wright and Michael Dunn, Willie Wright moving over from center. It, it appears on that second team, uh, but uh, you know, still some things to be worked out there. I feel like, but we're starting to see now what maybe that first team and that second team and that third team are, are looking like. Yeah. It's tough. Cause you, you didn't, you had some guys mixing and matching uh, on the first offense with, with Conklin uh, out, for, out for a little bit, but he seemed fine. Uh, just just working a lot of different uh, situations and, and working a lot of different players in. Like, without Miles out there today, you saw a lot of Port Augustine, and he got a sack uh, during today's action. So uh, I think over the next few days, so the practices that we might not be watching is, is where you're going to be seeing a lot of decisions made on this 53-man roster. All right, speaking of Port Augustine, he had the sack. He beat Jedrick Wills. Will's had some positive moments and then some learning moments. And uh, again, it goes back to what we said yesterday on the podcast. It's going to be an on the job learning experience here uh, for Jedrick Wills. I mean, he is the guy and he's got, he's got a lot of work still to do. And I'm sure the young man's head is swimming with the amount of things being thrown at him, but uh, some positives today, but some things definitely to work on. And, you know, again, you're running out of time in terms of being able to be as finished a product as you can be going into week one. Yeah, and I think we just got to come to grips with, you know, not everything's going to be perfect. This guy's going to get better, and it, it's just it's going to be a process to get him ready. And I think that every time he goes out there, he, he gets a little bit better, and it'll all be a learning experience. And I think that you just got to get him ready and get him confident for that first game and just continue to work with him. I mean, you invested the, the draft pick you have in him. You, you've committed to this position change and, and you're going with him for the, for the opener. So it, it, I think it, it's more than just how he performs in the opener. It's just, it's just getting this guy ready and in position to be your left tackle here for a long time. I'll tell you what, the Browns running back room, uh, we know about Nick Chubb. We know about Kareem Hunt, but if they have to make some decisions between Dearness Johnson and Dontrell Hilliard, I, I'm not quite sure who would be the odd man out. Uh, Dearness Johnson with a strong day today. Dontrell Hilliard made some plays. And if I'm Nick Chubb, my best friend might become Andy Janovich before this is all said and done, the way Janovich opened up a few holes for Nick Chubb today. Yeah, that, that's one area I'm not worried about. I mean, they no. just look, they've looked very good. There was that screen to Kareem Hunt today that 
broke off for a huge gain that just looked completely unfair to the defense with how it was set up. And Dearness Johnson looked really good today with the second team uh, offense, celebrated in an empty dog pound on his touchdown catch from, from Case Keenum. And, you know, it, it, I think we, we saw that we were impressed with those guys last year at this time. They had, they had good training camp last year, and uh, they're doing so again. And it's going to be interesting to see if you ultimately keep four running backs in that room or do you have to keep three now that because you're keeping a fullback. So uh, just tough, tough decisions all around on that offense where it's, it's the defense that's been decimated where you're trying to find the guys to fill the spots. Offense seems like you got, you got too many guys that you're going to have to filter through here. All right, what else stood out to you today as uh, the guys practiced on the field here at First Energy Stadium? I, I just thought for, for me, I, I still think in the last week, the offense has come a long way. And it hasn't always looked pretty at, at times, but I, I think we're seeing a lot of progress. And as Baker noted in his post-game press conference today, that you know the, the offense still is not running plays that it would run in a game. Like they're not going to run that trick play that they, that didn't go so well today. They're obviously going to run the ball more because they're they're they, they were tackling to the ground at times today. But you don't want to just do like six straight running plays in a scrimmage against your own team uh, to to risk injury. So. I just expect when we get to the season, you're going to see a lot more play calling that plays to this team's strengths. And, and we know that what the, the biggest strength is, is, and that's your running back tandem and, a, and, a, and an offensive line that I believe is built to, to run block. Well, and again, you're seeing numerous wide receivers. You're starting to see playmakers. You're starting to see the tight ends really start to make their mark on things. And really, you still haven't seen the big plays. And as you said, they're far from a finished product. But the last three or four practices, this offense has taken a big step forward. Yeah. Uh, defensively, what do you like? What's, uh, what's something that maybe concerns you here a little bit? Well, I think the concern is at linebacker. And I, I think that's just you, you've had some unfortunate injuries. You're just lacking a lot of experience. And you just wonder what that group is just going to look like for week one against probably – the hardest team to face for a group of linebackers and, and the Ravens. And so that, that's the area that probably is concerning. I would say the area that makes me feel good, honestly, is what I've seen from the DBs. And I think that they've dealt with a lot of injuries. Uh, they've, they've faced a lot of adversity, but I, I feel good about the corners. I feel good about what's going on at safety. And I, I just think that that group is deep. And I, I think that as long as they weather some of these injuries, I think they're going to be just fine. Yeah, I would agree. And, uh, you know, we talked about Lumba making an impact, but Terrence Money Mitchell looked really good again today, and he is playing at a different level over the last seven to eight days since he initially got dinged up. Uh, he has looked pretty good since coming back and getting onto the football field. That's a look at what happened here at First Energy Stadium, the Cliff Notes version. Uh, for more, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the rookie wide receiver out of the University of Michigan, caught up with us right after practice. Have a watch and have a listen. Joined now by rookie wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones. And Donovan, first time at First Energy Stadium uh, in your career here. Thoughts on uh, playing in the, uh, in the stadium here on the lakefront? I was excited. Um, like you said, it was my first time being in the stadium, so I uh, really was just welcoming everything in and taking everything in, you know, from how big a stadium was and, you know, the field. And um, I liked everything about it. Donovan, what did you think about how the offense played today? Um, I think I think we're working on a lot of things that we've been working on all camp, and we'll continue to work on those things. Um, overall, 
you know, I think we came out there with a lot of energy and did what we came to practice to do. Biggest thing that you enjoy the most about returning punts? Noticed uh, a lot of punt returning today uh, and, and an emphasis on that special teams. What do you like most about returning punts? Oh, I just like being back there. Um, you know, it's, you know, it, it, it can be, a, it's a such difference making play, you know, for the offense, for the team. Um, just gaining that field position for the offense. Um, you know, if you can get in the end zone, you know, those are huge plays that, you know, don't, don't always happen in the course of a year. So um, I think that part of it is what I enjoy most. Donovan, did anything, any part of today feel like the real thing, whether it be just the way you guys were tackling or just being in the stadium? How much did this resemble and get you ready for kind of a game day feel? Um, it definitely resembled it. Um, you know, we were in our uniforms, um, on the field, going live, um, everything that you would be doing in a real game. How did you like the new unis? I like them. I really do. What, uh, what was the biggest challenge in dealing with the uh, the fake crowd noise <laughs> today? Huh? Um, I don't really think it was a big challenge. Um, you know, sometimes in practice we deal with the crowd noise, and um, it's always going to be a crowd there. Um, in college there was crowd noise, so um, I don't think that was a big huge factor today. And then just looking at the wide receiver room, it seems like a lot of guys are stepping up. You've had some great moments as well. What what's been the dynamic in that room and the competition that's been going on right now? Um, just competition, guys, you know, filling in where needed. It, on that offensive side of things, what were your big takeaways? What what worked today? What do you guys still need to work on here as we're two weeks out from today playing real football uh, in Baltimore? Well, I, I feel like um, as the practices go on, everything will come into sync. That's with anything. You know, the more you practice it, the better you become at it. Um, and that's what we're going to do. Donovan, how, how special was the moment at the beginning of practice today with all the team together and, and reading the statement? What, how, did, how did that come to be, and, and what did you think of it? Uh, that, was a, that was a huge moment. Um, our social justice committee got together and wanted to do something um, to reflect on the situation that's been going on. And, you know, I think they did that, and I think the message is powerful, um, presented to you know, the world by you know, the leaders of our team. Yeah, a, a pretty big moment. Indeed, uh, and a very emotional week. It's been a crazy week when you think about what's happened around the world and uh, around the country and uh, the weather that we've had. And then also, by the way, a week ago today was fake positive day. <laughs> so yeah. it, there's been a lot going on with this football team. You guys have had to overcome a lot of hurdles. What are your goals in these next two weeks before we kick off in Baltimore? Um, just trying to keep continue to get better every day. Um, work on the things that you know I haven't been as good at. Um, continue to do the things that I have been good at. Um, and just elevate my game as much as I can. Donovan, appreciate the time. I I know you got to get going, and, and you have a bus to catch. And we appreciate you taking a few minutes today. Wish you the best of luck here over the next couple of weeks, and look forward to seeing you two Sundays from now in Baltimore. Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys, too. And Donovan Peoples-Jones, obviously, in that mix for that third wide receiver spot. And returning punts with JoJo Natson out there on the football field today as well. Um, a lot of opportunities from the young man from Michigan. Yeah, he's just – he's been impressive. And I think he he's looked like a, a player that, that belongs in the league. And I think it's just going to be – a matter of getting him ready and, and getting him up to speed and, and ready for his first NFL season. I think he's got some good guys to learn from uh, in that room, and he, he brings a physical stature to him that is just really not matched uh, in the rest of that wide receiver room. So really going to be interesting to see how they utilize him 
uh, going forward this season. All right. So player day off on Monday, uh, a well-deserved day off, especially with the work that they have put in here uh, over the last four days. And then you've got your last four days before it's officially game week. And you have a cut down coming up as well. A lot to process if you're a player over the next few days. Um, if you want to make your mark and you're on the back end of this roster, now is the time to do so. And a, a lot still to determine as we are two weeks out from, uh, from real football in Baltimore against the Ravens. Gribbs, uh, what, what are you wanting to see between now and the next time we see this football team uh, on the field, which probably will be on Friday? See, so I'd like to see some guys get healed up and, and maybe get the closest resemblance on what we're going to see from this defense. And I, I think that's the, that's the area where we didn't really maybe see the, 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 the first group that we're expecting to see in Baltimore. I think there was a lot of guys banged up and, and just not able to get out there today. And I think it's clearly a, it's a different defense with 95s out there, and he was not out there today. So uh, when, they, when they go through what is deemed the dress rehearsal next Friday, I, I would love to just see – the, the closest thing that we can to imagine to, to what's going to be that team that faces the Ravens on September 13th. Yeah, and that dress rehearsal will be interesting. There'll be coaches in the booth, guys on headsets. Uh, what did you think of the, uh, the white noise, the background noise today at First Energy Stadium? So I was in the stands, and it was, it was unique, and it was, it was interesting. It, it definitely wasn't as loud as it would feel on a game day, but it, it definitely – caused some kind of atmosphere I would say it was it was interesting and I'm, I'm gonna be I'll be interested to see how other teams utilize it because I think it's gonna be a little bit different everywhere and it was I think they'll still work out the kinks with it here uh, and and we'll we'll see we're still waiting to, to hear on if there's going to be any sort of fans in here for the home opener against the Bengals so uh, it, it's just one of those it's it's different for everyone and I, I think that it's just going to be a different vibe this season. I will say it was in the stands. It was very relaxing watching football with just a pretty empty stadium. It was it was kind of a an enjoyable experience, you know. It was, but uh, it would it it obviously be more fun to to see this place eventually sold out again. But as far as unique experiences, sitting here on a sunny day and just watching uh, an NFL team play against each other, I, I thought that was it was a good way to spend a Sunday. Uh, it was a very good day to spend a Sunday. Uh, I was up here in the radio booth and it was loud. It was really loud. <laughs> so, uh, and there are no speakers directly out front here from where we are, but it was, uh, it, it will be a little bit of a challenge and you could see both offense and defense struggling a little bit. And I think it was more because they were on walkie talkies than actually having yeah. the full setup. But, uh, yeah, trying to figure out what level to put put it at the noise at when you're on offense as opposed to defense. I don't know what the rules and regulations are or, or, or how that works. And, you know, the first time we're in a dome stadiums in Dallas in the first weekend in October. So uh, I think it could get real interesting as to how this is going to sound <laughs> over the next few weeks. Yeah, it just it's going to evolve every week. I'm sure we're going to see rule changes after week one, you know, just – because this is, this is brand new for everyone. And I think that certain teams will interpret the rules one way and then you're going to see one team do something and then you're going to want to start doing it at your stadium. I think it's going to be just a, it's kind of a, a wild west kind of feel out there. But I, I agree with this strategy on let, let each team figure out if they can have fans or not, because 
you just want to if it's if it's safe and practical you want to be able to get it get some fans in, in game somewhere even if you can't do it uh, elsewhere indeed all right that's going to wrap up from practice number one at first energy stadium team is off on monday they will practice tuesday wednesday thursday friday though they will be back here at first energy stadium saturday is cut down day sunday maybe some more cuts but maybe some additions depending on how things play out and then monday the team's on the field, and it is Baltimore week. Looking forward to it. Thanks to Donovan Peoples-Jones for his time. Thanks to Mike Anarello from our PR department, working hard to set that up for us as well. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Make sure you log on to clevelandbrowns.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Like and subscribe today to the best podcast available. You can also check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash browns. Uh, we're back with you on Tuesday with our uh, training camp awards show. And then we'll be back with you Friday to recap uh, the final practice, basically, of the Browns ramp up slash training camp period from First Energy Stadium. For Andrew Gribble, I'm Jason Gibbs. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the best podcast available.